0: This series of conversations is about change. Changes that we like and some that we hate. What are we evolving into as we learn and grow? And do we like what we're becoming as a country? I'm a Kenyan, an investigative journalist, a husband and a father. My name is John Allen. This first episode is about a change forced onto us by a virus that traveled a long way to our shores.
1: First and foremost, um, we're a very young team. We're about 420.
0: That's the voice of Leonard Mudachi. He's a managing director of Big Square, a fast food chain that has the burger as its poster child. We're speaking about the decisions he has to make ahead of him in the midst of the worst business downturn he's
1: seen ever since becoming CEO. And our average age is 26. And I'm part of that average. So, oh. <laughs> um, when, <laughs> so you've despite, thrown off the
0: average quite a
1: bit. I don't throw it. Maybe, maybe I've increased it. Maybe if you take me out, maybe it drops to 24 or something like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but our average is 26.
0: I remember my 20s. They were awesome. I went from an internship to a job that I loved. Got my first salary raise in six months. It was a good time. Businesses were opening up. Bars and restaurants were full. It was a hopeful time. This was in the first five years of the Kibaki regime. A few years later, I met Leonard. He was running his own restaurant back then. Local cuisine served up with international flair. <laughs> Good times. Times have changed in so many ways. Regimes have changed, and even there, what's happened has been nothing short of remarkable, and not in a so good way.
1: Was used lawfully. It it's 16.8 billion shillings. Even before taking into account the dam scandal. About the
0: 21 billion shillings dam scandal, corruption. Add to that, we're now over a year into the COVID-19 pandemic. In March of 2021, Kenya's President Uhuru Kenyatta announced new movement restrictions to stem the spread of COVID-19 they included the closure of restaurants and bars except for takeout meals among the first people that i thought of was leonard so we jumped on a virtual call thank you very much for having this conversation with me at this time he's grayed more since i last saw him but he still looks the part of a ceo we started at ground zero with me asking him to
1: measure the impact of closing restaurants The second time around? The impact, to put it as mildly as I possibly can, has been brutal. Mm -hmm. It's been absolutely brutal. 2020, I think, hands down, is the toughest year that any restaurant anywhere in the world has ever faced. And we started 2021 on a positive note, assuming that um, this is going to be our attempt at turning things around um, and maybe recapturing what we had lost. Uh, in 2020. So even as we budgeted for 2021, we looked for, um, we budgeted saying 2021 will open with 85% of 2019 numbers for the first six months and 95% of 2019 numbers for the next six months. Mm-hmm. But now, till the end of March, we have another lockdown. Lockdowns, they decimate us. I personally had a personal debate about lives versus livelihoods you know we we could save lives and saving lives is extremely important in any country but what lives livelihoods will you leave behind and i think that the discussion has to take both without belittling any or saying any is lesser mm. like for example our branch level staff will will range between the age of 19 uh, to 24 25 26 yeah so you're having either first-time or early-stage employees, people who are in their first formal careers, and 50% is hard. If we're to take some of the numbers that we experienced last year, it was a 50% downward cut in salaries to sustain the business. Now, it's hard at that level. You've probably reached a stage where you, you have just become confident enough to, to move out of home with a friend, you know, or, or on your own. The landlord doesn't necessarily understand uh, what is happening. You probably have a small circle loan for something and repayment of that is is an issue. So those dynamics, my debate was when I was looking at the impact of the pandemic on one hand. What's
0: the worst case scenario? What are you staring down the barrel of right now in terms of
1: options? Closure. Closure. Um, I'm not saying this for us. I'm saying this as a fact. We have one or two restaurant, old restaurant brands in the last two months that have thrown in the tower. And I'm not talking about single unit restaurants. I'm talking about multi-unit operators. that I've just said, we have shut down. We are giving up our leases. We are declaring our start redundant and we are closing our doors. Because uh, um, that's, that's the fear for many. Of course, it is not going to be an immediate closure. It's going to start with the routine of what we know or how closures go which is a uh, fast start with the reduction of staff, and then numbers hold, and so on, yeah? Yeah, so that's the the, the darkest side of it is that, that maybe I come to African censored and Uncensored mm. and see if you need some drafter or some some someone with <laughs> that nature to assist you.
0: I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope it yeah. doesn't come to that, uh, Leonard. A, because I don't think you'd be very good as a drafter, but... <laughs> <laughs> Time for a break for some context. In 2020, as COVID-19 restrictions were relaxed, the pace of politics was picking up. The deputy president's rally in Kisi on Thursday was also the perfect ground for a mammoth crowd. Politicians were hosting massive rallies with hundreds of people packed together. Often there'd be no masks in sight. Headlines were screaming blue murder, but the senior-most politicians From the president to his deputy to the head of Kenya's now very tame opposition were in the thick of things. At least one of them tested positive for COVID-19 months later. But by that time, businesses were being forced to close down again, just as they had started to recover. What did that feel like for Leonard, picking up the check for someone else's bad behavior?
1: Frustrated. Ultimately frustrated. We are a Kenyan business employing Kenyans, run by Kenyans, paying Kenyan taxes. So anything that comes into, in the way of us doing that is going to be a cause of frustration because what do we want to do? We want to provide an experience um, that and the market wants and enjoys, and we compete with our competitors on that level. And the customer ultimately decides who, the, who of us they want to patronize. So anything that is in the way of that, and I would not just limit it to to the politics or the rallies. Yeah, anything that contributed to the situation that that uh, we see today is, for me, a case of extreme frustration.
0: Leonard, I should have asked this question at the beginning of this interview. How are you coping?
1: You know, so, so sometimes they say uh, you just get up and do it. Is is it harder to get up in the morning? Yes, it is. When when you can't necessarily. See the solutions, but you have to do it. I expect my team to get up and go to the restaurants and serve, and I'm sure they expect of me to to wake up and think through, even when the solutions don't seem though uh, so obvious. That I continue trying and I continue having conversations like that, like the ones I'm having with you, to enlighten, to inform, and also to give the policymakers something to think about and say, okay, maybe there's something that we didn't see. Maybe something we didn't, didn't think about.
0: If you were to sit down, Leonard, and this is my final question, if you were to sit down with President Uhuru Kenyatta right now and or sit across from him or even have a Zoom call as as we're having now, yes. what would the three things that you would tell him be?
1: My first thing would be allow me to show you and convince you that I do not take the safety of my guests in, for granted, that I have set up protocols that were, were designed by your Ministry of Health and I conform to. So allow me to, to trade or to walk you through the protocols. And once you are, I've convinced you uh, of their severity or, or detail, allow me to trade so that I have a fighting chance for success, for success. Two, I would ask, please put my people on the front line of your vaccination.
0: All right. Leonard Udachi, MD, Big Square Kenya, Chairman, Retail Trade Association of Kenya, and a good friend. Thank you very much for, for joining me today. Thank you, John. What change will we talk about next? Let's talk, let's listen, and let's evolve together. This episode was written by me, John Allenamu, and produced by Marcus Gavi Karaoke and Grace Kibera at Verge Studios. You can find this episode and others where you listen to your favorite podcasts.